All right, everyone, welcome back to the pod. My name is Sadie. And I'm Mar. And this is your favorite podcast ever in yes. the world. Your favorite boss babes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back. Your favorite CEOs. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we are reading books so you do not have to but Mm -hmm. today we are doing a episode of our everything but the book series and today we're reading a or not reading we do this every time i tricked myself (laughs) we are looking at the 2018 memoir by tara westover Mm. it's called educated Come on. And, and we want to get educated. We're about to educate you on this book <laughs> right now. It is a very famous book. Yes. You actually were the one that recommended this for the EBTBs. I did. Wow. Well, technically, you- so technically, I recommended this just for a book for us to read, but we're oh. using it for an EBTB to see if we want to read it. So. Oh. But I, I came across it from, I was looking in the book app. I was just trying to come up with suggestions for the podcast of what things that we could read. And it was just like, it was recommended for me. Okay. Probably based because of all the memoirs we read. <laughs> mm. Well, we've been reading a couple more than normal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we've been looking at a few. I I think it's like a good mix. Sometimes I am get curious about celebrity memoirs and I enjoy reading it. And then other times, uh, not so much. Like, <laughs> there's sometimes where I'm like, I really could not care less of this person's life. But this book is super duper duper famous. So it came out in 2018. And in one year, it sold over 2 million copies. Crazy. That is Unreal. I could not fathom if I wrote something and in one year, two million copies. Okay. And then by 2020, it doubled in sales. So this book, I don't, I couldn't get the accurate date now, but in by by 2020, it sold over four million copies. It's probably like so much more than that right now. Getting close to the Bible status. (laughs) No, it ain't. No, it ain't. I'm looking up how many copies has the Bible sold. (laughs) I'm pretty sure a lot. Like oh, it's literally it's like billions and millions of billions. It's like the most. It is. It is the world's famous book. Yes, obviously, as it should be. But so this book, it's very popular. It's very well known. You might have heard of it, but. You probably, my guess is if you're listening to this podcast, you might not have read it. So, Mar, would you give us a little overview of what this book yes, is Yes, for sure. So, like always, every book comes with a description to let you know if you want to read it or not. Um, and this is a description straight from her book. So, it says, Born to survivalists in the mountains of Idaho, Tara Westover was 17. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It is Westover. Westover, I know. I'm just... I'm what? Okay, start over. <laughs> okay, born to, guys, she's laughing because earlier I said wet's over. You said wet over. Wet over, but her last name is Westover. I'm sorry, Tara. So this is the description from her book, Educated, and it says this. Born to survivalists in the mountains of Idaho, Tara Westover was 17 the first time she set foot in a classroom. Her family was so isolated from mainstream society that there was no one to ensure the children received an education and no one to intervene when one of the when one of Tara's older brothers became violent. When another brother got himself into college, Tara decided to try a new kind of life. Her quest for knowledge transformed her, taking her over oceans and across continents to Harvard and to Cambridge University. Only then should she wonder if she traveled too far, if there was still a way home. 
So that is just kind of the description of this educated. And Sadie and I, just like how every EBTV works, we kind of listened to some interviews, we read some articles, um, and we're just going to kind of take it through and see if it's something that we want to read ourselves. Yeah. So the whole premise of the book, obviously, is that she's writing about her life. And I think that's what's probably so shocking about this Mm. is it is such a unique experience But I think there's a lot that people resonated with, which is Mm -hmm. why it was so popular. So, I mean, she literally grew up in rural Idaho with radical survivalist Mormon parents. Yeah. That experience is very specific and unique. Yeah. But a lot of people, I think, can relate to either growing up in very rural areas Mm. or a lot of people can relate to having unique parents. And I think what's so shocking about hers is – kind of just their overall thoughts on Mm. the government, on health. I mean, some of the quotes you were saying were pretty crazy. Just some of the things she they believed yeah so so she was uh, talking a lot about her father which like makes sense because like a lot of time in religion like the family follows the father Mm and so um he had a lot of radical beliefs and so she said that they were isolated i mean she literally lived on a mountain on a mountain she was a mountain goat (laughs) at the mountain okay She was buying her whole way home. She was. She was. Okay. Um, And so, so basically because of those beliefs, they were isolated. They like didn't believe in going to the doctor at all. There was no school. She didn't have a birth certificate until the age of nine. Like she literally said that because of that, Idaho had no idea that she existed basically because she didn't have a birth certificate. So until nine. Yeah. Which is absolutely bonkers. So She's just hiding away. There's no way to know. But you know, that's that's actually more common than people think. Because like when I went to the, I mean, my kids don't have birth certificates. But not because I don't want them to have one. They have social security cards. Okay. The government knows that they are like, Mar, are you in this book? Like, what? No, no. So my kids were both born in a hospital. But nowadays, like, they don't just give you a birth certificate like they used to. You have to order it. And so like my my son's last name needs to be changed because my husband got a new last name. And so then it's like everyone gets a new last right. name. So I didn't want to buy a certificate when I knew his last name was changing. It's a whole lot of The work. excuse I have now, I'm lazy. Oh. <laughs> but I will get to it. <laughs> this book will make you want to get to it. It, Yeah. It'll freak you out. <laughs> but I mean, to the government, they exist and they're real people and Love we take it. them to the hospital. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. But basically, so here is Tara. She is the youngest of seven children. They're living on a mountain, right? And then I'm Sadie's going to tell you about this, but she was in church and they were asking her, like, write down where you see yourself in five years. And what did she say? She, at 12 years old, she wrote down that she thought in five years, so she would have been 17. She said, in five years, I, I thought I'd be married with a kid and I would homeschool them and I'd become a midwife like my mom. So she genuinely thought, okay, by 17, right around 18, I will be married, have a kid, and I'll be homeschooling them. Like, and and she said, too, this is her reflecting back. Like, she's being interviewed as an adult, right? And this is what she thought at the time as a kid. She said, well, I just thought that that's what you did. Like, I, mm-hmm. it wasn't even like, oh, necessarily I wanted to do that. But that is what she just assumed was an option for her and what yeah. was her path. Honestly, I find it interesting because even though like that was just something that was like happening a lot, like in their like religion, I feel like that's something that like it's she's not far off to like normal like in the world right now. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, I feel like a becoming being a midwife and then homeschooling those have kind of taken a rise again, like especially post pandemic and everything. I feel like that is pretty normal for a lot of people to actually switch to homeschooling. And then I think what's different, though, is probably the 
age of getting married and really? having kids. Because, like, okay, so this is what I, I was actually talking to my husband about this the other day about how, like, when my grandparents were young, right, my grandma got married at the age of 14. And then wow. it's like, but it was like the thing back then is you got married young. You married an older man. You were like, you stayed at home. You did all that while he was out and working. And then there was this area where my parents where it's like they got taught like, no, you don't need to get married that young anymore. And it's like, hold on, get your degree, do your thing, stuff like that. But now I'm seeing a rise again of so many people. I mean, including you and I, it's not 17, but I see people going back to that. Like, it seems like every uh, a few years we go back and forth to like you get married older or you get married younger and now these days like especially like in religion religious like places it's like i see a lot of people getting married young yeah i think i've seen i've seen a lot of people have kids quite young oh for sure but i honestly think too with all of social media and with technology of you getting access to see so many people's lifestyles mm. you can see like i myself at 26 could see a 26 year old who is literally living their quote unquote best life, going out on the weekends, going mm-hmm. on trips with their girlfriends, just like no attachment, no commitment, like just having the time For of life. Sure. And then on the other hand, I can see a 26 year old who already has like three kids. Yep. They have a house and they're just like, that's their life. They're mm-hmm. very planted. So I feel like you, or, and then I can see a 26 year old that's like, oh, she's at college and she's yeah. getting her master's. You know, but I you, think the difference between us, like seeing that and then, Tara obviously is that like she thought that was gonna happen because that's just like what you do versus like we're doing it because it's like because we have the free will and we choose that that's what we want right you know yeah I think age is definitely just a number at this point like I feel like with all the opportunities people have had you can have so many different kinds of lifestyles but yeah so she just kind of grew up in this super extremist environment with yeah parents that didn't believe in the government they didn't believe in health care I mean you said that there was a her dad told her to go outside and open her mouth when she had tonsillitis and look oh at the gosh, sun. Yeah. Because he believed that the sun was the best way to get healed. And he's like, some people might hear that, like certain like groups and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and then other people. So it's like, I actually had a question okay. for you, Sadie, of just like this general like and for a little backstory, guys, like they worked in this kind of junkyard on the mountain. Yeah. And Tara said that they would actually get hurt quite a bit due to these explosions that would happen there. And she had something go through her leg, right? But they don't believe in going to hospitals, so there was no doctor to, like, stitch it up. Obviously, she's fine. Uh, during this interview, she didn't talk about having an infection or anything like that, but she would get hurt quite a bit. And she was also in a in a car accident once. Um and once again, like they don't, they don't believe in like going to the doctor. And so she like had a lot of pain. Like she said that she's sitting there and like her neck couldn't move for a while. So it's like, honestly, probably a miracle that like she's okay in those yeah. situations. And so my question is, is like he was, her dad did not, she said that she didn't feel like her parents didn't love her. That was never a question to her, but she said that their beliefs were so strong, right. That they didn't want to go against them. And so it's like, how, I think it's one thing to sit there and be like, that is crazy, like, that they thought that, and, like, they're literally psycho, you know? But then I think about even, like, being, like, a Christian, right? And it's, like, trying to have empathy, I guess, like, for maybe her, even her parents, even though they did wrong things of, like, oh, I have so many values that are so strong because of my belief, and I will not shake them. Like, I just won't. And so it's, like, when I think about someone else looking at their own religion that way, it's, like, wow, so does that make them a good parent or a bad one? Mm. Yeah, I think my first 
thing that comes to mind is that, of course, everyone has different beliefs, right? Everyone has different ways of operating the world and how they decide that they're going to make decisions and just um, go through life. I also think if you're talking from like a religious standpoint, it's like kids are blessing. Like that's a Mm -hmm. kind of theme throughout scripture is like, oh, kids can be a sign of like a blessing to your life. Like they are an addition. They are a sign of like abundance, a blessing, a good thing. And so for me, I would just think if you are given that blessing, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you have a kid and that kid is injured and you know things that can help, but you are stopping that, to me, that just doesn't make any logical sense. Like especially in the same regards, like how everyone has different skill sets and abilities. And I believe like God literally gives people different like talents and passions and dreams. And so for some people, that's being a doctor. For some people, that's being a surgeon. And it's like, why would he, why would we have people that are skilled in that? Why would he have people that are passionate about that and and that be a resource if you're a parent Mm -hmm. and you not use it in dire situations? And so I actually was thinking about, there's an episode of Grey's Anatomy where there's like a Jehovah's Jehovah's Witness family and they don't allow like blood transfusions. Yes, I remember that episode. Yeah. And it was like, I The kid got it anyways. Well, because one of the doctors snuck it to them because they basically were like, we cannot believe you're going to watch your kid die Mm -hmm. because they were saying, well, we believe God would heal him. And they're like, well, the way he would heal them is through the blood right here. Like we have Mm -hmm. this. And they're like, no, we believe that if it was meant to be that he would just be healed. Yeah. And like, but we have what could heal him right here. And so to me, I think it's like looking at your faith with um, some understanding of like the way the world is, is designed and like what God's ultimate, like, I don't know, hope for you is and want for you is. I think a lot of scripture is learning to look at the world the way God intended it to be, which is something that would be a blessing and flourishing and all these good things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just don't, I don't think they're a bad parent. I just think it's, it's the result of the environment they're in such a small community such a narrow perspective on the that, world. Because that's what I was thinking of. Like, yeah, like based off of our religion, like we'd be like, that is, sir, take a second and just look at your child hurting. Take that person to a hospital. But I also think like thinking about um, how if he lived on that mountain his whole life and that's how he was raised and that's how he was taught, right? In his mind, he's probably thinking, oh, I'm such a good dad. And it just took, and I, I'm so surprised. So because later on, Tara, like her her older brother ends up getting like a college degree. And so she decides that like, oh, I, I want to do that for myself. If her brother never decided to do that, I wonder if she would have just like done that and then she would just repeated, you know, like with her own children. Mm, yeah, I think there was... um an article that was an interview with her and they asked what was the, what finally led to the rift between you and your family mm. and she said what broke us was not me going to college against my father's will or mm. even leaving home to go to cambridge it was me speaking openly about my brother sean being violent and abusive yep. to me my parents couldn't deal with that so they turned the other way and made me look like the bad person mm. in families like mine there is no crime worse than telling the truth wow and so i think it's even that goes to show of just like she finally got to the point where she's like this is that's insane. Like, I'm telling yeah. you what happened to me. I'm telling you her. You don't believe me. Mm-hmm. And you're trusting my brother over me for some, you know, probably religious or patriarchal reason. Mm. So I think, yeah, it's pretty a pretty gnarly story. And I can see, though, why a lot of people resonate with different aspects of it. You for know, sure. like, 
because I think a, a, a lot of these experiences are more common, whether it's being educated in a way that's different, whether it's being raised in a much more conservative, tiny, close-knit community, whether it's um, having the schooling experience that she had. I mean, I think there's a lot in there for people to resonate with. Yeah, for sure. It's so interesting because I was like, I wasn't expecting Like, that's the one part that like, because you read about this and you like look into it and how she's like from a mountain and things like this. And it's like, oh, there's probably nothing that I could like relate to like right. to that. And it's so crazy because I really much so related to her like telling her parents something and them saying like, you're a liar and right. being like because that hurts it, it genuinely really hurts and yeah. so um in this interview with her and oprah there was this quote that she said like basically she says you can love someone still choose to say goodbye to them and you could miss a person every day and still be glad that they're no longer in your life and i was like wow so many people can resonate with that whether it is your own brother or it is like a sibling or a cousin or like someone in your close circle or friend it's like sometimes like no matter why a season might end, right? It's like you could miss them and love them so much, but be so grateful that like, oh, they're not a part of my life anymore. And it's for like a really good reason. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think that they asked about kind of, do you miss your family? Do you think you'll ever be reconciled? And she's like, I miss them every day, but I feel comfortable mm. with the decision I made. So currently as it stands right now, she is not, she has not had any kind of reconciliation with their family. And yeah. so some of them, she was saying her aunts and some cousins, I guess, reached out mm -hmm. about the book and they were more open to it. And so she's kind of closer to them. Yeah. But not her the, her parents or her brother her brothers or, or anything. Yeah. She but, said that in order for her to get close to them, she would need for them to change. And she's like, but I can't make them change. And right now they're not willing to. Yeah. I was like, dang. That is hard. That's so hard, but it's so true. It's like you could desperately want like a relationship to get better with someone, but if they're not willing. If they, I feel like if they're not willing to change, they're kind of showing you that they don't want the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the last thing that kind of surprised me about this book, or I thought was kind of a universal idea that I was curious to kind of learn more about if we were to read this in full form was she, when she went to college, she was obviously extremely, uh, narrow-minded and closed closed to a lot of uh worldviews mm. that opposed hers or she just didn't even realize that there were other ways to think about things because yeah. she was only taught the way of this tiny community and her parents and so she was saying how she got to college and she would have all these crazy ideas right and these like harmful ideas honestly and so she was saying how um she's talking about this idea of kind of like almost cancel culture of how like people would just kind of write you off and think that you had no value if you thought extremely differently than someone or if you kind of thought maybe very ignorant or wrong mm -hmm. things. So she had this quote where she said, I used to be the person that had no value, quote unquote, because the thought I thought of, or she said, I used to be the person that had no value because I was the one that thought of the sexist thing, the racist thing, the homophobic thing. And it was only because people decided I had value despite the ideas I had that they got to me and changed my mind. Mm. And so she's just saying this kind of really unique thing that I thought was really important for people to hear. And I'm I'm really curious about that aspect of her story of giving people a chance to grow and learn. Yeah. And I definitely think that's not the vibe right now mm, in a no. lot of circles. It's kind of like, you mess up once, you're done. Mm -hmm. Or even even if you really genuinely are like, I want people to get better and it's okay for them to learn, still in the back of your head, the first time they say something, you're like, They're, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe they said that. That's mm -hmm. so ignorant. That's so dumb. That's so And I think it was really interesting how she said she got to college and instead of people writing her off, this is crazy 
almost like hillbilly person, like this person from out of nowhere with just weird ideas. They actually took the time to listen and then kind of discuss with her about, okay, well, why do you think that? Where did that come from? And it gave her opportunity to change her mind and grow in a space where she didn't feel scared or ashamed, you know? So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that's such a blessing for her as well of like, coming from such a background and then trying to go out into the real world it's like you could have easily been stomped on totally and so the fact that like she was blessed with people that were willing to sit down and be like no i recognize that we're different and that's okay and i want to understand it and i want you to understand me can you imagine if she had social media no like literally when she was like 15 or 16 well she has social media she probably wouldn't have been in that boat because she would see other people living and be like why am i the only one living this way true i'm just saying think of the crazy things she would have put out there she would have showed us how to turn butter okay (laughs) which i I know how to do okay there is literally this um this uh it's a couple of like girls that are living at this college college, the whole time and literally they're they're like teaching their Amish roommate this like girl that teaches them how to make butter yes and they'll like show her pictures of ultra ultra famous celebrities and she won't know who they are at all like have no idea i love them i that's so funny that we're both thinking so funny yeah that's exactly what i'm thinking of so you know maybe she felt something maybe she read educated and felt some residency and so she's like i can do this yeah but okay, based on everything that you watched in the interviews, you read in the articles, do you think you'd be interested in reading this book? I generally think I would just because I would love to know the more specific details of like maybe conversations with her family, even the things that she endured like with her brother. And then like those conversations that she had with people out in the real world. Like I, I think I definitely would read it. But also I think it depends up to our listeners. <gasps> wow. What about you though? We're going to put it in your hands. Oh, for me? Yeah. I read it when it first came out in 2018 what but i don't remember any of the details why did i not know this i told you now you know <laughs> stop sit down but Guys, i sent her a list of things that i thought would be good and she's like oh my gosh fine yes you never once said i did tell you but i'm very curious to read it again because i think i Gumbastic read it side eyes <laughs> well it was in 2018 yeah also a long time so that ago. was almost that was five Six years, years ago, ago. Yep, math. Love it. It was a while ago. <laughs> but I would actually really enjoy oh, a reread five. because I don't know many of the specifics and I don't know many of the details. I've read a lot since then and I wasn't reading like the way I am now, I think, of capturing like these specific things. So I'd yeah. love to read it. But yeah. that all depends on you lovely listeners. Yeah. Are you interested in us reading this memoir, talking about it? I think it also I'm scared because I was homeschooled and I feel like this is going to really bring up a lot of stuff again. <laughs> Sadie was actually raised on a mountain, guys. She had a pet goat. I was literally raised. I'm not even joking. Tara was actually her cousin. No, it's called South Mountain. That is literally where I lived at, at ah! the base of it. Not the top of it, but I'm not even kidding at the base of it. So, yeah. maybe. So, we are you fun. okay? I <laughs> Are you good? All right. Well, you guys, we love you and we will... St- See you all next week. Yes. And just remember that if you would love to hear your voice on this podcast, if you would like to hear more from us, number one on the Spotify, please give us a five star rating. So many of you guys have been doing that and it's really been helpful. And we love seeing the more listeners every single week. You guys, we love you so much. Um, And don't forget to go over to our Instagram. uh, Send us a DM. Send us a voice memo if you would love to hear your voice on this podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.